Okay, folks, um, welcome to meeting three of Environment, which is a rollover really from last time when people were holidaying and all sorts of things. Um, just to remind everybody that these meetings are, are recorded, uh, so uh, if you do come up to speak or anything like that, just make sure that there's one of these microphones close to you. Um, meeting three then, so um, we're starting off with uh, item 38, yeah? And we've got apologies for absence. Yes, we've got apologies from Linda Brown, um, uh, Fran Sutton. Sutton, thank you. Um, and also from Mr. Smallman and... Um, and Joe, Joe Bessie. Joe, Joe Bessie, yes. Joe Bessie. Okay. Excellent. Um, declarations of interest uh, around the table. Myself really, uh, I don't think on the, on the agenda. No. Okay. So the minutes uh, of meeting two, which was actually July. That's right. Yes. Um, now um, Tom has pointed out that there were a couple of typos in the minutes, which I have just corrected by hand in the ones that I brought for the chair to sign. One was that I had um, shown Councillor Brown both as present and sending her apologies. She did in fact send her apologies and wasn't present. Um, there, I, I, I wrote agenda at the top even though they are the minutes, so apologies for that. And item uh, 36B, I, there was a typo in that it was Brew and Tucker and not view and took her. So those have been corrected by hand. Um, and there are a couple of other points that Tom has raised. One was under item 29 about the community orchards uh, where um, it's minuted as the committee authorised Mr Blundell to explore possible funding with the Mersey Forest, which is consulting on community priorities for making fudge and greener. And um, Tom has suggested that that should say that um, um, that in fact uh, Mr. Blundell offered to attend the meeting with Mersey Forest, which is consulting on community priorities for making fudge greener. So, um, rather than exploring possible funding. Um, is that not the same thing? Um, I don't we, we haven't been given any sort of promises of money, so we're really exploring, we're still exploring funding, aren't we? No, we haven't. We have been given money? Yes. Right, yes. okay. Yes. That was my whole point. I only said that um, we don't have to ask for the money because class uh, it was available. Okay, right, yeah, fine, if that's that's a happy ending, isn't it? Yeah, yes. so, um, isn't everybody happy for that wording to be changed? Okay, so I'll change that to the authorised Mr. Mandel to meet with. Yeah. Meet with the Mersey Forest, okay, and um, the other point is on 31. Um, where Thomas pointed has said um, 
Edward Kemp's tree is on order and its proposed location agreed with Quack. The question of who is going to plant the tree was raised, but is not recorded in the minutes. And I, I, I would just say that I don't always record things that were, didn't require a decision. Yeah, that's okay. But if you just want that guessing. noted in the minutes, then uh, I can make that. No, I think, no I think that's fine. Yeah. Anybody everybody happy with that? Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, all your answers? Those are the yeah. those are the things. Those are the Tom has raised. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. So, do you want to ask the committee if they're happy to accept them on that basis? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'll sign them initial rows. Well, you can do it after if you want. Just initial. Yeah. I'll I'll do it at the end. Just remind me, or I'll disappear. <laughs> okay. Um, we now have 41. I'm just try and do a little bit of jiggling here, if that's okay. Um, we have 41, which is Paul uh, doing the presentation for, on behalf of the Mersey Forest, or on behalf of Quack's uh, policy. Um, and then 42.1, we have Ginny uh, speaking about the unconventional exploration of oil and gas, including fracking. Um, can I, would you mind, Paul and Ginny, if I swap those two round? Would that be okay? Not, you know, hopefully you will stay yeah, uh, for the rest of it and not saying that Paul's presentation is going to take three hours. Um, you know, but I just think it might, it might work a bit better um, if we swap those round, if that's okay. So, uh, Ginny, the floor is, uh, is yours. Well, I might take three hours. Okay. Um, I asked for that. councillors for letting me speak. Um, I hope to focus your attention tonight back on um, agreeing to a vote to declare Frodsham a frack-free zone. Um, at the same time, I want to raise some valid concerns regarding iGas's um, current application, um, one that they made on the 21st of July, for planning permission for an extended um, well test at the portside site in Ellesmere Port, because obviously that's got, you know, um, significance. Um, so as you know, as a, as a public health nurse, I've not made any um, secret of the fact that I've got grave concerns regarding the very real significant health risks associated with fracking. Um, and in particular, um, if we're going back to the Ellesmere Port application, we're starting off with areas that already have got poor air quality, so that's the first public health concern. Ellesmere Port, as, as are ourselves, already registered as an air quality um, management area. And obviously, with the fracking, they run the risk of exposure, further exposure to carcinog carcinogenic agents. Um, the recent planning application at Ellesmere Port, um, just in case you're not aware, includes the employment of hydrochloric acid under high pressure uh, to fracture and dissolve the shale to release any trapped gas. And the process of testing the well involves burning um, release gas in a flare stack at ground level um, to ascertain the volume of gas that, that will be available. And this gas is untreated and contains carcinogenic gases. So we've got methane, we've got oxides of nitrogen, and um, BTEX chemicals. So 
massive public health concern there. Um, in addition to that, we're obviously going to have significant increased heavy goods vehicle movements, um, which again further are going to contribute to health pollution concerns in the area. Um, so in addition to those that I've obviously talked about air pollution, we've got the real risk of land and water contamination and of course actually transporting uh, the water around, including obviously the wastewater from the process, along not only country lanes but our highways which are already you know, known as accident black spots, it's obviously going to further increase the risk of accidents. Um, so I've kind of dwelled on public health issues, but I've not mentioned um, extra noise, intrusive lighting, blight on the landscape, land instability, flood risks, to name a few of the nuisance, if you want to call them nuisance impact factors associated with the process. The Testral application at Elvmere Port is actually a precursor to full-scale full gas production using high-volume fracking, and it would undoubtedly lead to further development of numerous sites across Cheshire, and that is obviously where it's of concern to ourselves once the precedent has been set, and this is why it's so significant for Bradshaw residents. Um, at this stage, I think it's important for me to point out to you that the um, well testing site is only 1.7 kilometres from um, Ellesmere Port Town Centre, and 400 metres from residential properties. So, you know, 400 metres is nothing really. Um, and before I just move away from the Ellesmere Port situation, um, it's probably relevant to remind you of, of Iagas's, shall we say, um, less than credible history. In 2010, Iagas secured planning permission to drill a well 900 metres vertically for coal bed methane exploration and they actually went, oops, by mistake, another thousand metres um, into the shale bed. So this, for me, I would be questioning what next. And it opens up a whole new can of worms, really, and concerns that I've got associated with um, regulatory oversights. And we're talking here about already overstretched regulatory organisational input, environmental agency, health and safety executive, Public Health, NHS England, you know, all these, all these organisations are already fully stretched. How can they possibly police what's going on in the, uh, with the fracking? Um, and as you know, I mean, I've got a list here of other areas that have declared themselves frack-free. I've printed off the list if anybody wants to see it. Um, and I know people have said to me, well, our voice is unlikely to be heard because quack will do what quack wants to do. But we do need local government representatives that are going to support the resistance to the growth of this high-risk industry. And um, notwithstanding the fact that Fradshaw residents only 12 months ago overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly believed that fracking was a bad thing, 77.7% of those surveyed, and it was a, a cross-section of the demographic, believed that it's, it's a bad thing. Um, so, you know... We have got a right to um, have an opinion on what activity goes on in and around our town and um, whether we believe it will be heard at higher levels or not, that's not the right attitude, we won't be heard, we, we can't kind of leave it there. Um, so we're asking that all those involved in the decision making process seriously, take seriously the growing and damning evidence in relation to fracking. 
and the negative health, environmental and climate change impacts that it brings. So my question to you today is, if Council acted a few months ago on the outcome of the Townfield Lane play area consultation, where the public were consulted and residents clearly spoke about what they wanted, why are we, even at this stage still, ignoring the outcome of, our, of the opinion of fraction residents on fracking? You as councillors you know, have got to represent the views of, of, um, of the residents. And in this case, as I have said before, I think as councillors you're fortunate enough to have this gauge to assist you in informing your vote, obviously the gauge being the vote that we've already had, so you know, we know that that's what the majority of Frodsham residents would like. So, kind of uh, conclusively, I'd like to request that you, um, as a committee, take to full council a vote stating that Frodsham Town Council objects to the carrying out of shale gas or coal gas methane testing or extraction in the Greater Frodsham area until such time as the Town Council is satisfied as to the safety of the process and that the risk of adverse environmental impacts have been fully addressed. And um, following the outcome of the vote, I propose that the council is um, notified that the council notify in writing the outcome to the chief executive and the leaders of Quack, as well as the local MP, whatever the outcome may be. And in addition, local press and appropriate national environmental press should also be notified of the outcome. Again, whatever the decision is. The threat of fracking in this area is definitely growing. We can't ignore this application at Ellesmere Port. There's £60 million worth of fracking equipment at Rock Savage Way waiting to be used. It's not going to stand there collecting dust, or certainly that's not what any of us will be wanting. And we need yourselves as elected representatives to take a stand. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Ian. Um, I propose then that. Um, we sort of bring in 44.3, which is response to that, rather than having the next speaker and then doing the two responses side by side. We'll have 44.3, point 1 and point 2 if we can. Yeah. Um, anybody like to respond to Ginny's address? Personally, I, I agree with it and I don't want it in the town, but we have debated it before and it was... It didn't go forward um, because of the town's point of view. You know, were we able to put a town's point of view on that? Personally, I'm happy to do it, but uh, there was objection to it before. Yeah. Graham Evans actually said the same that um, Jim is asking for, that no action will be taken until it is proved to be safe. And that's what you're asking for. And Graham Evans was all in favour of that. No, I, we can't object to that, can we? No, I mean, from what Ginny's just said, what concerned me coming out of that is this test flaring. You know, A, being at ground level. Uh, I, I mean, how long does this flaring last for? And that, I know because well, Paul and myself don't know that flare stacks at Stanwell and things like that and they're definitely, you know, there's a thousand and one rules that apply to those flare stacks. And they still put a lot of muck in the sky. Yeah, yeah. You know, it concerns me at ground level, which I wasn't aware of, and how long that flaring would, would, would last for. That's my concern that's come out of Jenny's, present, Jenny's presentation. Yeah. 
Um, Sorry, can I? Yeah, one, certainly. One, can. one of the things I've just looked up is the meeting, the notes of the meeting from the working group. Um, and it looks as if a lot of items were deferred. Um, I would personally like it to come from the working group because I thought that's what the working group was set up to do, was to discuss things like this and then make a recommendation to bring to full council. Um, I, yeah, I've been absent for a few weeks and might be behind, but um, it doesn't say when the next meeting is at the working group. I thought the whole point of the working group was to get everyone together and make recommendations to come to main council rather than you coming and because um, there are only three councillors here tonight. Um, so can you, I, I'm, I'm lost now as what the function is of the working group. We have the minutes of the last working group, which did have quite a long agenda, but because it was uh, there was a presentation by INEOS and quite extensive questioning as well, that took up the whole of the meeting uh, with the... <coughs> Um, and they are they are in your in the yeah, well, papers yeah. here, um, but the the other items um, were deferred for a future meeting. And what I believe was decided was that we that Frodsham uh, councillors wanted it to be a working group that was uh, that extended more widely than Frodsham, and so the town clerk was asked to contact of the surrounding uh, councils to see if they, uh, because there was a hope that I think other councillors, councillors from other um, parishes in the area would attend that last meeting and in fact with the exception of one representative from Helsby, I don't think there was anybody uh, from outside of Frodsham. So, um, Oh, okay. I invited him because he hadn't been invited. Oh, okay. Well, we have had responses. Uh, the town clerk has had responses from Delamere and Oakmere, from Helsby, and from Manly, still saying that they want to be involved. And um, because of the summer, there's been no sort of real progress in fixing a date for mm -hmm. that meeting. Some of the other councils, because the town clerk had asked them to indicate what days would be most suitable, given that the, perhaps there wasn't terribly high uh, response. And they said, well, we'll consult our councils, we haven't got back. So that would be something we'd have yeah, to Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty that I've been away, so I've not been available. But what I'm painfully aware of is that times go creeping on and creeping on and creeping on. And we're having meetings, you know, every two months instead of every month and things like that. And if we're not careful, if I can use that word, we're going to be into autumn and into winter and no further forward. I really feel, I don't quite know what, what the answer is, but I feel that we, we need to do something. The other thing, I think it's great that we're involved in a wider area, but I then question what the validity of a decision by that group would be towards Frodsham Town Council. Not being disrespectful if the majority of people or a good proportion of those people were not Frodsham residents, you know, I know that's yeah. maybe sitting on the fence a little bit there, but, uh, you, you know, I'm open to offers on, on what the solution is, but I, I do really want to move this forward. I think if not, and we, we can be misinterpreted that, that we are shying away from a, a decision and I don't want to be part 
of that if that's what happens, you know. So I, I personally, I, I want this to move forward. Yeah, I wanted to move forward, but I wanted to move forward on how it was decided things would yeah, move. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking, we've got no terms of reference. There were, t there were draft terms of reference that were available at that meeting, I think. Right. It's just that they're not on the website. Um, so, um, it's, it's just that these things should be available. I just want it done correctly so that we can't come in for criticism. November 2015, it was said in the meeting here at Fodger Town Council that this issue needed to be addressed and here we are almost two years on. I don't see yeah, how I can't, a working group really when it's all different parishes can actually tell or request anything from Fodger Town Council apart from work as a working group. And in 12 months we've had two meetings. We've actually said to Hazel, if there isn't some direction and we're actually going somewhere, certainly Fratfree, Fodge and Houndsby will be out of the working group because it just doesn't mm. seem to be going anywhere. It's frustrating. And the threat of fracking is here now. And I guess have actually confirmed that they have interest in, was it Bridge Trafford, Mickle Trafford, Inns Marshes, sorry, yeah, Barrow Trafford, um, land and all those places that they've bought. And they've, so, and as we say, INEOS have over £60 million worth of fracking equipment there, enough to frack two wells. So, and there's a reason that they've got it at Rock Savage. Right, so just to confirm that, we have a terms of reference. It's not on the website, but we have a robust terms of reference. Yeah. No, what, what happened was, is there was a proposed terms of reference which was circulated at the very first mm. working group but there was a, um, a feeling from the other parish councils in the area that the terms of reference made it such that <coughs> the only voting that could be taken at the meetings were by the Frodsham Town Councillors mm. so the other parish councils would have no influence on the outcomes of that terms of reference so the interest fell away from the working group and then it was brought back for the meeting on the 5th of July to try and determine a terms of reference that encompassed everyone, which then wasn't, if you like, the lead of Frodsham Town Council to provide all the administrative support and the clerical work, etc. Plus also the fact it was moving away from being a Frodsham Town Council-led terms of reference with only them having a vote. Mm. But because of the Innis presentation, that was one of the items on the agenda which was then deferred to the next meeting. But the feeling that is being sort of garnered from the other parish councils is that unless they've got a meaningful input to the working group so they can go back and influence decisions, they didn't want to engage. And it's heartening to hear that a number of the local parish councils have said they still want to engage because it shows there is an interest in this. Um, but the working group is not there necessarily to make the decisions for Frodsham Town Council no, no. or for any of the other parish councils. It's there to be, a, if you like, a place in which people can come together and share information. Right. So there isn't a term to reference. There's a proposed one, right. but there isn't one agreed. Have you got an agreed date for the next meeting? No, because Hazel was trying to put together something. Because of the, of the, the reluctance from the other parish councils to engage, because of the original terms of reference, Hazel was 
gathering together what level of support and then sorting out a convenient date. And I think that's what the uh, secretary of the meeting is saying at the moment, isn't it? Yes, that that that's that that that's that's made some some small progress, but because of the summer, yeah. um, she still hasn't had sort of full feedback from the other councillors right. to convenient dates. Yes, I, I mean with respect, I can't see how that would stop infraction from moving forward. I, mm. I can't because we've had a vote, and you know, as I've said, the town I know town can play a completely different thing, but we. People had a, had a say, and people have had a say in this. And this is what I've said all along. Why are we not, as a council, just voting voting on that? We're not saying no fracking ever. We, we're saying when we've got the evidence, or certainly more robust evidence than what we've got, to say that it's safer. So we're just protecting the interests of, of the residents in the town. So whether the kind of like, whether the working group takes place or not, why is that stopping? Mm. You know, sorry, my, sorry my, my understanding was it's that the environment group, when it was first brought here, is, was to endorse a working group that was set up, and that the working group would do all the work and what was to be brought forward, and that would come back then to either environment or to the main council with recommendations. So all I'm trying to do is to keep things process-wise, that we don't come up for criticism. I don't want us short-circuiting things that we put in place when we set up the working group because we could be people could say criticise what we had put in place and that we're short-circuiting it. Now. So that's all. Caroline, I mean, the working group has shared a lot of information over the last two years. It's been part of you've made us very welcome in the environment group and the the whole of the Fodger Town Council. It's been great. But we, we've had our own presentation, and I think you were uh, involved mm -hmm. in that, and Colin from Chester. Mm -hmm. We've had INEOS again, despite Helsby's presentation, despite Fluent Lane's presentation to the Parish Council and Town Council, they were invited to May 16. There's been a lot of information sharing that we have done and has been outside. I don't really see what other information we need to share other than what we've got now. No, it's not the it's, it's the pro, it's the process. I, I it's not the it's the process. I'm saying is that the process was set up so that the working group would would discuss and come with a recommendation. At the moment, I don't see where the recommendation is coming. It's coming from you as the as your own committee. It's not coming from the working group. So what I'm, I, I'm just trying to understand is where we've gone from the process that we set up that was meant to be looking, you know, as a committee into this and bringing recommendations back to us. What I don't want us to be criticised for is short-circuiting. I'm, I'm, sure I'm, I mean, I'm not sure what other recommendations there could be because we've been privy to so much information on both sides now. There's been lots of information. so. As but but is, it a, is this a recommendation coming from the working group? No, because the, it doesn't appear to be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Over last year we've had two meetings of the working group. Two meetings. I think the first one, sorry, the second one was cancelled last minute and unfortunately a lot of councillors did turn up to that because the general election. But I believe a lot of councillors did turn up to that. When it came to the one 
which was actually the second one, you know, replacing the one that had been cancelled, a lot of councillors didn't come to that. And I just don't see right. that the group I've, is actually... I've lost, so I've, I've just lost in the process. Like I've, I've lost if, if a meeting's called yeah. with a working group and no councillors turn up, what are we to do? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I can't make any I mean, the process has failed in a way, hasn't yeah. it, really? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's the top and bottom of it. I wonder, again, what's just been said, whether, you know, we, if, if the working group meets again, whether we're, we're just going to go over old ground again. I wonder whether everything that's out there from both sides is, is available. Can we take it to main council? Uh, not as a watered-down recommendation, but say to Main Council, uh, a briefing sheet, uh, this is what is available, this is what has been discussed, and then let Council make that decision whether they think they're qualified enough for it to go to a vote. And, and if people say no, then we, we maybe turn around again. If people feel, you know, from full Council that they're qualified to vote at that point, then... I mean, you know, what they are saying is it is. I think it's shameful if people say they've not got enough information at this stage, Alan. Mm -hmm. Because what was it, eighteen months ago? Probably just less than eighteen months ago. Um, myself and um, Lisa um, presented a pack that big to council. Mm -hmm. Some of it might be outdated now. We got some more information again. Um, this this document. Um, on fracking. In fact, that was in March because we were going to bring it to council in March, and a document was came out that day. Mm. Um, just yeah, I mean, I just think it's shameful if councillors dip out by saying we've not got enough information. Personally, mm. I don't know. Can we not take as a recommendation to full council that we make a stance on pro or against as a town council? I think I honestly, myself personally, that that is not unreasonable, and it's not different from what we ask, you know, ten or twenty times a year on other matters, nothing to do with fracking. You know, I mean, um, well, can I propose that then? That we just go with a yes or no answer as to whether or not we are pro or against fracking. Chair, if I can just say, as a member of the, of the working group who's been active in trying to develop a terms of reference. I fully agree with your interpretation that it's it's failed in what it set out to do. Um, Probably fails too strong of a word. I think it's just got oh, no, through no fault of its own. It's got a cul-de-sac, hasn't it? Really, you know. I think it's not a criticism because you know it it would almost be a criticism of myself for not doing it. But we, we haven't achieved then. We haven't achieved what <coughs> we actually wished. Um, and I think it's time really for decisions to be made regardless of the working group. Yeah. Well, I propose I, that. And I, sorry, I, I think that, I mean, I, I, I admire your honesty, yes. because, again, I go back to, I am very much a process person. Yes. And I thought we had put something in place in order for, you know, recommendations to come and for you to come back to us and tell us. And I did too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I so I, 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 I'm not... Did, but here we are, one over a year, well, yeah, over a year later. Well, I, I've just read some of the information and, you know, it, it sort of says here just to... These are the, what Caroline's looking at, are yeah. the draft 
second terms of reference that yes. were brought to and not discussed yes. at the second meeting of the working um, group? I mean, it says here, meetings will be held on a regular basis, the date of each meeting to be determined by at the conclusion of the preceding meeting. It is anticipated that in the first instance, given the likelihood of imminent activity, these meetings will be held on a fortnightly basis. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the meetings will be held at a venue determined by the group, though it is acknowledged and appreciated that Fortune Town Council has offered to provide accommodations for the meetings of this group without prejudice to any outcomes. Because mm -hmm. um, I always said that the council had to remain impartial because it's, yeah. we, we weren't in a position to make a... Now, I think perhaps you should come to the next town meeting lay your cards on the table and say what's happened and ask the councillors then to make a vote on whether it should be. You proposed this a few times when you were on council, but it kept on getting Yeah, it's been knocked back several times as Caroline, to be honest. Not, not because people haven't wanted to vote, but because other information, it, you know, it, one, it was missed off the agenda, it was it, oh, probably twice that I can recall in, in, in the last few months. Well, can we rectify this and say to you, we're not too late, are we? Because it's the town council meetings at the end oh, of September. No, no, there's plenty of time to go on the agenda. And I think you you come and you be as honest there yeah. as you have been as honest as if you've been tonight with us. Yeah. And, and I think you let the councillors make the recommendation then, because it's really unfair. On just there are only three councillors yeah. here out of yeah. sixteen. Yeah. You know, but, but do you? But do you? Does this committee want to? Um, if you like, recommend to full council that they do make a decision at this point, which I think is perhaps something that you could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without any recommend, you know, again, not sitting on the fence, but I would want it that we recommend to full council that a vote has got to take place that night, uh, but no mention of a recommendation as what we think that decision should be, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's fair, uh, and I would certainly support. Depending on the outcome of the vote, then we can decide on what's to be done with letters, emails, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. And just looking at the objectives on there, I think they don't really bring you forward. It's more of an information mm -hmm. that's being... Yeah, I asked for, to be fair, two years ago, a um, lot of people said they hadn't enough information and they wanted more information, mm -hmm. so we held information nights, stalls in Frodsham, mm -hmm. Thursdays, Saturdays, organised presentations, mm -hmm. before that, a survey. So mm -hmm. we've done a lot of a donkey work. Yeah, yeah and there's so much information. And I think the fact that you know we've had speakers from Definitely. both sides yeah. as well, and mm -hmm. that is recorded and minuted, and etc. etc. Et I, I honestly think you know that we've. We, myself personally, I've got enough information to make, a, a, you know, my decision. Yeah. Uh, so I would, you know. Well, so I propose that. And yeah. I'm just that. Yeah. So I would second that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think we can do it outside of the working group. Because looking at the objectives that are in there, it's just more information. And what you actually want is a decision made on whether or not the town council is supporting or not. Mm -hmm. So is the is the decision of this committee that you're going to recommend to the full council that they should at their next meeting make a decision on uh, whether to oppose fracking in Frodsham until and the wording yeah. that that you need mentioned about until you're satisfied 
Oh, but so about the safety, yeah. 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 We're all happy with that. Oh, right, uh, do you not think we should give some background to it, though? I mean... In, I think we've had so much. No, no, background in so much that yeah, might, yeah. might come along I'm, and say I'm, I'm, I'm what has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and just provide that as, as yeah. background. Yeah, and, and again, I think that is not prejudicing the any councillors on the decision. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could say, well, if you're going to make a, a, an address, then I guess should be at that meeting. Yeah. But you're only really briefing people on, on the, the nuts and bolts of what had happened with of the, the working group. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I take yeah. on board exactly what you said, Chair, about perhaps the word failure may be a bit too strong for yeah. people. I'm quite happy to say it's a failure, as my perspective, but others who are involved in it may not like to say that. And I, I think I'll just say along the lines that it is, has not had the outcomes that we desired to achieve. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, and that's the reason why you're going to main council yeah. to, to ask for them, yeah. because mm. the working group... We, we, we're just a victim of, of circumstances, aren't yeah. we? I mean, yeah. this unfortunately happens so much in life with the best intentions, but it, it just doesn't happen that way, yeah. doesn't it? But I think that doesn't detract from the fact that everybody's done the best. Yeah. Within well, the limits the of how we operate as a, as volunteers and you know a life outside the council, etc., etc., yeah. isn't it? You know. Good. I, I think that's something really positive. I appreciate that. That's basically what I was yeah. coming yeah. to ask for. Yeah. I, I think you know. I think it's it's positive, but it's not prejudicing either party, which I'm very keen. Uh, you know, detracting from my personal opinions or anything else. I'm very keen that we, we, we go right up the middle of the road and it's council, all 16 councillors or 15, you know, yeah. make, make that decision. Brilliant. Good. Okay. Can we move on then? Excellent. Um, so we're now on to uh, 43. Three matters. Well, do you want to say, do you just want to all, all first. Oh, sorry, sorry. Do you, want, do you just want to... I've lost uh, it. I've altered the agenda so much, I've lost <laughs> it. Well, can we just note the minutes of the... So finish off these two things to note the minutes of the meeting. Yeah. Um, so if you could perhaps note the minutes of the meeting of the uh, UER working group that took place uh, on the 5th of July. Are people happy with those that are in your plan? And then to receive an update on future meetings, which to a degree I think I should answer, doesn't it? So, how well am I now? So, now we are coming to our invited speaker, which is Paul Nolan. I'll just give me a couple of minutes to get this sorted out. Is there anything else you can do on your agenda whilst I get this sorted? Oh, um, sorry. Um, okay. We could, well, I'll bear you would. Woodland Trust Street Backs, item 46. Yes, there is some information in uh, in your packs about this. It was just something that I came across, and the Woman Trust are offering free tree packs, and it just occurred to me that um, at the time when we make a decision on Manly Cops, for instance, then this might be of some interest because um, they offer a variety of uh, packs. Um, 
dependent on the size of land that you've got and what, what you're looking for, really. So um, they sort of uh, packs to encourage wildlife, packs for wild wood, for working wood, for year-round colour, etc. So there's a selection here. Now some of them may be a little uh, too big, but they, they sort of suggest they do indicate the size of land that it would be suitable right. for. Right, and, and that doesn't ring fences out of it being a council? No. No, we wouldn't have to form a friends group to get that, those packs. Because I know in the past, I've had projects I've been on in the past where, you know, sometimes that's the council. I don't know whether anybody's been there recently, but I think it looks beautiful. Mm. It's, it's, it's so very clean, clean. yeah. It's, um, yeah. The seat is nicely positioned. Some sort of um, notices up, no more been planted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm very pleased with it because, um, you, you know, that was, although it was necessary what had to be done there, um, you know, to take those mature yeah. trees out on that, it was a very bold decision, I think, that, that we took. And I, I'm very pleased with the outcome of it, actually, and that, uh, you know, Mother Nature has helped us along there a little bit. I mean, I think going back to these tree packs, it's a great idea, um, you, you know, and uh, you know, it's a good way of getting funding in to, to buy trees, which is always good. Uh, but just the fact that you know, we, we just double check that we're not being fenced out of it because sometimes they want. Yeah, so uh, I, I must admit, I haven't explicitly asked. It does say free trees for schools and communities, communities but so, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we we would be okay. Yeah. Uh, right, excellent. There you go. So yeah, I, I think we should explore that when the, the time comes during the dormant season. I have to say one other thing, because the green looks so lovely, I'd love to see some wildflowers there. Yeah. Because I think that would focus, yeah. people far more focused yeah. on what it is. Yeah. Only follow the wild. Yeah, as, as in a wildflower meadow, you mean? Or well, just well, that's yeah. That's yeah. The only problem, well, telling you what you already know, wildflower meadows can be very labour intensive to maintain, you know, they look brilliant for three years and then the nutrient levels come up again. And I think um, it's a good idea, but I think in there the nutrient levels will be quite high. Yeah, 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 with all what's because been... Because all the yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of it being... No, so I'm you can put it Yeah, in. yeah. I, I would rather see it left in a much more natural state. I don't yeah. want it to be I think like Joe, Joe said he'd like to see that open area with the bench in my like mm. counter. It does, I, I just think it looks, yeah. it looks lovely. I must admit, I had a, I had a look in uh, you know, the other day, somebody asked me what I was passing mm -hmm. and I was quite surprised. I was up there a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we can pursue that. I think good find there, actually. There's a pack full of cops. Yes, cops I think that would be the one that's appropriate because yeah. it's yeah, the size indeed. of a tennis court. The others yeah. are for larger areas mm -hmm. and lands. So. And that's uh, ten each of silver birch, rowan and wild cherry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, are you ready to go? Okay, so um, thanks for inviting me along this evening to give you um, a presentation on the Cheshire Western Chester Trees and Woodland Strategy. So Mosey Forest have been working to prepare the strategy for 
quite a long time. So it's a long time in gestation. Um, it's out to consultation now until the end of September. And what I'm going to do is run through some of the strategy points and point to the website at the end as well. I was going to touch on a couple of other projects. I thought if you'll allow me, I'll touch on another couple of things that Mersey Forest are up to, aside from things you already know about. So at the end, I'll quickly whiz through those if that's okay. So the, the issues for Cheshire West in managing its woodlands are obviously needing to make sure the trees and woodlands are safe, needing to make sure there's some consistency of approach across the authority. So you know, despite it's been several years on from um, you know, going to a single tier organisation, there's still you know, potentially areas where there's not a consistent approach across the authority, so still maybe working on the Vale Royal Ellesmere Port type basis, so we need to be consistent. Um, Identifying what Cheshire West actually owns and where it is is really important as well and, make, and then what we're really keen on is making best use of the assets and promoting the benefits of trees. You've just spoken about the value of trees to, to Frodsham and we want you know, as many parish councils, as many organisations shouting about the benefits of trees. Um, that, you know, sometimes they're a liability but most often they're a benefit so we need to be shouting about the benefits much more often than we shout about the liabilities. And Cheshire West as an authority as a landowner obviously has statutory obligations to look after the trees and woodlands as well. So this strategy helps the authority to do that. Um, so the authority owns over 500 hectares of woodland and approximately 25,000 trees. So <coughs> a large area of woodland and many street trees. Uh, and the draft strategy has four key aims. One, Going back to this idea about managing risk, to make sure the trees and woodlands are managed safely, to set standards by which all the trees are going to be managed. Um, going back to this point about raising awareness of the value of those trees and also to maximise the trees as a, as a resource to the authority as well, to tackle issues across the council's priorities. So again, you'd have heard from my colleagues who've come to talk about Mersey Forest, we're really keen on talking about how trees and woodlands help to improve health and well-being or help to reduce flood risk. So they're not just good places to go and walk around, they're also good functionally for the authority too, so we need to be trying to promote that. So proposals that are included within, within the strategy um, include a systematic targeted tree survey. So this is trying to make sure that we get ahead of any problems, reduce costs medium term, because again, as you all know, if you have to respond to issues quickly, you know, overnight because there's, there's some problem, then that's much more expensive than taking remedial action before the major problems occur. So trying to get ahead of problems, managing, uh, managing risk over the long term, making sure we've got standard management in place, um, holding all the information on, on a single database at the moment, that's not the case, so we need to bring all the information into one place so that um, somebody can look at the, the whole of the asset. An agreed protocol on dealing with queries about trees as well, so I'll touch on that a little bit more later on. So when somebody phones up and says, I've got a problem with you know, um, leaves dropping in, in my gutter, you know, what's the response of the authority to those sorts of things? And again, maximising the, the benefits across the authority, raising awareness. A lot of people ask us about the, the risks of trees. So in the strategy, we talk about trees being low risk but high impact in terms of the asset. So the, the chances of any damage or fatality is, is very, very low. It's 150 million to one is the risk of a fatality. The risk from a, from a car is about 17,000 to one. Uh, to put the, the claims that the authority gets into context, each year on average, obviously this varies, 
the authority receives around about 12 tree-related claims and it pays out around about £3,000 a year from those claims. They're mainly related to damage to walls and driveways. So one of the reasons for having a strong and good policy and strategy in place is because if there are you know, in terms of, sort of vexatious claims against the authority, having a robust strategy showing that the authority is managing trees and woodlands well is a very good defence against somebody just trying it on, um, thinking they can get some fun money out of um, the authority. <coughs> so one of the things that I've mentioned again to this, this idea about what trees do for us, what have trees ever done for us, these are the sorts of benefits that we want to promote through the, the strategy. So the fact that trees and woodlands have an impact, a positive impact on all of these things, and you know, we've touched on some of them already, but they, they do help to keep people happy and healthy. They are a great natural play area. Most of the woodlands that have public access are, are free to use, so they're economical places to go for families, they're great places to, to take children, they're good for education. We do lots of work with, with school and <coughs> forest school. Um, they provide jobs, they provide business opportunities, they provide opportunities to learn new skills. Um, and they also, the trees and woodlands are also a great way to bring communities together. Again, I've, you know, I've listened to you talk about what you're planning to do with your orchards or with your trees or, or manly cops. So they are often a, a project that bring people together. And they're also part, in this area, they're also part of our, our landscape and our culture going back many, many centuries. So one of the things that we're keen to promote, and this is really, I can't get this focused. Um, so in this area, the historic forest of Mara and Mondrum um, goes back to medieval times um, and that was the, the old hunting forest for, um, for kings but also for the, um, the Dukes and Chester, those sorts of areas. So Mara Mondrum and you know, the area around here um, is a very historic landscape and historic forest and one of the things that we would like to, to champion and to promote is that cultural link back to Mara and Mondrum. Woodland Trust, again we mentioned tonight, are leading on a project nationally called the Tree Charter and the original Tree Charter came came about the year after uh, Magna Carta. Magna Carta is often seen as being a really important document for democracy but when you look at what Magna Carta did it was very good for the barons but actually did very little for the common people. Um, what the Tree, um, well, what the Forest Charter did the year after Magna Carta was provide um, for, I suppose, most of the, the normal people uh, the opportunity to, to go into woodlands free of the risk of getting their hand chopped off for taking firewood or for hunting deer and all those sorts of things. So 800 years after the, the original Forest Charter, what we're helping Wooden Trust to do is to come up with a new charter for forest nationally, which promotes you know, what, what great um, range of benefits our trees and woodlands provide for, for all of us. So whether you're you know, in a parish council, in a community forest, or wherever, you know, trees and woodlands are an important part of our culture and our landscape and something to be celebrated. And around here, you've got this link all the way back to the original charter times, and we want to celebrate that too. Um, this is where all the trees and woodlands are located across Cheshire West and Cheshire East, and the concentration of the woodlands owned by councils indicated here. So we've done lots of mapping, lots of data analysis, to show where the where the trees and woodlands are, we've also um, obviously looked at 
areas of large scale woodland like Northridge Woodlands, but also look to the trees outside the woodlands, so trees in the, the rural landscapes, so the hedgerow trees, roadside trees, street trees, trees in parks like this one, um, garden trees as well. Marbury. But not necessarily. Sort of Marbury. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. Which again, part of the, the cultural landscape of the of Cheshire West. Which trees are where? So this indicates where the, the trees are, not a great slide. So that's indicating the, the age of the trees. So the issue that we've identified is that most of the population of trees in the authority area are aging. So we need to be planting many more trees to make sure that as those older trees start to die off naturally, and sometimes through disease, then there's a good population of younger trees ready to take their place. And over the last 10 years probably we haven't been planting enough trees you've been doing your bit but more people need to be doing what you're doing to make sure they've got enough trees to take the place of the, un the ones that naturally die off we've also looked at the species makeup across the authority area as well so lime surprisingly is the most prolific tree across the authority area the arrow points to um, fractinus excelsior which is an ash tree and the reason it points to that is because some of you might have heard about ash dieback and the disease that's sort of now across the whole of the country. So the fifth most common tree in Cheshire West is ash. So ash dieback is going to have an important, maybe a significant impact on the landscape if ash dieback causes the death of most of those ash trees. Now originally when ash dieback was being spoken about in the press, it was devastation, all the trees were going to die, it was going to be a bit like Dutch elm disease. Now it looks like, un unlike Europe, it looks like the UK population of ash trees at the moment is more resilient to ash dieback. So we're seeing many fewer deaths from ash dieback than happened on the continent. So in Denmark, I think over 90, 95% of all the ash trees basically died. Um, here we're not seeing that. We're seeing pockets of death, but not, um, not the widespread, widespread death that we saw with things like Dutch elm disease. So we're, we're hopeful that our population might be a bit more resilient. We won't know probably for another 10 years or so, but you know, the, if it were to be as devastating as it has been in places like Denmark, then we would lose our fifth most common tree. So the strategy says, well, what are you gonna do about that? So we can, we can just wait and see, or we can start to plan by planting more trees, choosing the right tree, maybe not planting as many ash trees as we have done in the past, so we're not leaving ourselves susceptible to those trees dying off. Slash dieback. So, really, really, so when you um, go around the Cheshire area at the moment, you will see trees like the one on, on the right hand side, particularly this time of year. So, not just normal dying off of the leaves in autumn, but then looking really, really sickly. Okay. The other thing we wanted to look at was what's all this worth in economic terms. So, we have this thing called a, a green infrastructure valuation toolkit, which can give us pounds for the value of things like climate change protection, flood risk reduction, the health and well-being benefits. And the numbers come out enormous. So the, the total value of the, the wider economic benefits, so the, the health benefits, those sorts of things from the trees in Cheshire is about seven billion pounds. So an enormous number, but there are an enormous number of trees and they do a great oh, deal of good. How do you get to that figure of seven and a half billion? The one at the bottom right hand corner? Yeah, so you basically no. No, for the, for the health, health, yeah, health, yeah. So it looks at how many people are accessing woodlands for how long um, in Cheshire West, and then there's a um, a WHO World Health Organization calculation you can use to come up with what's the health benefits that 
those people find from taking those walks? It seems, so, it seems so out of proportion. Yeah, I know. Every, every calculation we do, the health and well-being benefits you know, are enormous. <laughs> but it's, it's also um, so it's driven by the value you put on a human life, which is a terrible thing to do anyway. But the, the number we use is based on the Department of Transport figure. So they put a value on a human life of 1.4 million, which is ridiculous. I know that's ridiculous. Every time I talk about it, I'll say it is ridiculous. Um, so the numbers are driven by that 1.4 million number as well. So if you save five lives, that's five million pounds. I can send you a link to the to the calculator <laughs> if that's helpful. Thanks. Yeah, that's the same. Just use this pie chart. But your your point, yeah, the health and well-being benefits for other academic value is hugely. Well, probably 95, 98% of all the value comes from the health benefits. That's an important message for, for Cheshire West and for other areas as well. You know, the trees are woodlands, yes, they're nice to look at, but actually also confer lots of health benefits on the population as well. Okay. The strategy does all of those things. So it looks at you know, what sorts of benefit, what sorts of activity, what's the population, and then comes up with an action plan. So there are 20 specific actions are identified in, in the plan. You won't be able to see that in the action plan. Also, in the plan, rather, it talks about what the response um, by Cheshire West will be to a request to do some work. So, obviously, if it's a dangerous tree somewhere, that's an immediate action. Um, you go all the way down to, you know, there's a um, bird causing nuisance in a tree. Cheshire West probably not going to respond to that. Um, certainly not immediately. It's going to be well down the priority list. What we're really keen is that people have a chance to comment on the strategy. So there's um, an online version of uh, the strategy with lots of questions about your views on what the strategy is saying. Um, so we'd really welcome as many people taking part in that consultation as possible. Um, the consultation runs until the 29th of this month. And then we'll have probably a month to compile all of that information, re revisit the strategy, revise it, and probably present it back to the authority in November 2017. And then after that, if it's approved, if it's approved, um, circulate it more widely to parish councils and to others. If you need more information, contact me. Also wanted to talk very, is that, can I talk about these other things as well before I, there's just two slides, I promise. Um, the other things that are going on Mersey Forest wise, um, you spoke about the trees from Wooden Trust. Um, we're working with Wooden Trust on a programme of trees for schools. It's called Trees for Learning and we will be targeting the Frodsham schools over the next few weeks asking them if they would like to get involved in that project. We've also got a programme underway elsewhere but we're hoping to try to um, bring it to Frodsham on the Wooden Trust site on Frodsham Hill called Wood Allotments which um, allows people to cut firewood safely using hand tools um, managed by the site manager so that's worked really well in Northwich uh, Spudwood in Lim and also now on the Sefton coast. So it's a really good way to bring people together to manage woodland safely but also to get some, some firewood cheaply as well and the social side of it people see as being very valuable. We're also doing some work on woodland and biomass for energy. Um, you know all about Sorpscape because you're involved in the Hophay um, wood so we're looking at um, Hophay for you but also looking at the second stage of the Sorpscape project as well. 
and again as many of you have been involved in the, the work to develop a strategic plan for Frodsham's environmental projects. We've had loads of really good ideas from lots of people about how we might join projects together to come up with a plan or plans which then might go for funding through the wind farm um, project or other things. And the last one I was going to mention was a project which is much bigger than Mersey Forest, much bigger than Frodsham, um, something called the Northern Forest. So we're working on a project from Chester all the way across to Hull, looking at um, where we might plant more trees as you are doing here, but all on this geography here, so from this side of the country all the way across to the other side. So that's 50 million trees over the next 25 years. Uh, more on that over the next few months, hopefully. That's just a reminder, back to the, the Cheshire Wooded Strategy, that's the website. Please do comment on that as a, as a parish council individually, whichever, both if you can. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are you going to send us an email of that presentation, yeah. please? I've actually just had the email reminding me. Say this one. Oh, good, good. Uh, yeah. It works. From Mersey Forest. <laughs> okay. So I assume, does this go to all councillors? Yes, to all yeah. All what about residents? Yeah, so we've put it in the press um, and we've. Um, it's, on the, it's on the council website. Right. So we weren't able to put, we weren't able to circulate it. Yeah, we weren't able to send it to every single resident. It's gone in. It's put it on things like social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been on social media. It's been on Facebook. Because I haven't actually Twitter. seen it on social media. Well, we've oh, okay. put it on our website. Yeah. Our website. Yeah. Good, because I think it's very important. So. Paul, it says here, how to complete this questionnaire? Please refer to the full trans strategy document. Yeah. Where do we get that? That's, that's, so that's online as well, so that uh, same that's address there will give you everything you need. I will email that out. Oh, this is it. But it, it says, when I read through, it, it says um, only about a, page 42. And there isn't a page 42. No, that, no, okay. That's a consultation. That's a, that's a sort of summary for consultation, I think. But I, yeah, because I yeah. didn't want to kill more trees by, <laughs> <laughs> by, by photocopying you all the 42-page document. So I circulated the shorter version. There is a longer version yeah. that is on the website, which I'm sure does have a page 42. It does. No, I promise. Okay. I also noticed on this diagram that under thriving residents it misses off the most important people, the people who are paying most tax, and that's the working people. You're looking at um, providing for the youngsters, you're providing for the elderly, we're providing for the invalids and uh, nothing about anything for the, the working the workers. And I, I think that should be included on that. And what they want to know is are they getting value for money? Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is not in this document at all. So the value for money? Sorry? The value for money element, do you mean? Sorry, I, I, so, so, do, you, do you mean that the, the, there isn't anything in there about the value for money that residents are getting? 
Um, so, so, they pay as the council yeah, and all this, yeah. and they want to know that they are getting good value for yeah. that in the way of trees. Yeah. They can read this and say, yes, the, the benefits, yeah. uh, we don't know how you get the figures, but uh, we'll go along with them. Oh, you can look but, them up, uh, they're all peer-reviewed yeah. tools, so it's, it's not, it's not uh, made up numbers. Okay, I'll take your word for that. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A couple of questions. I mean, I'm I'm always very guarded with the word strategy. I've <laughs> been yeah. um, spent a lot of my working life helping yeah. to write strategies, which yeah. were then put in a drawer yeah. and never to come out again. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, this has been given the green light by Cheshire West members, etc. But I, I'm. I mean, what is the estimated funding that this strategy is going to cost, and and who's going to do yeah, it? I mean, yeah. when I was with Cheshire, I had eleven rangers just in my team. Yeah. You know, now there's I think five in the all of West Cheshire yeah. or something yeah. like that, yeah. and it just concerns me. And I don't want to sound negative because every time I seem to talk about something, I do come over as being, and I'm not. But I just wonder what the likelihood that this is ever going to get adopted because I, I don't think I mean rightly in ranking of local government spending you've got education you've got police you've got fire you've got social yeah. services rightly enough and then right down there you've got the, the living environment yeah. even though we're encouraged to go out and enjoy the countryside it's always a fake company yeah. really isn't it and it just concerns me that you, you know all this is is going to be a paper exercise yeah. and never get adopted. Yeah. Well, those, there are many answers to that. Yeah. yeah. So one, um, there won't be any new money. There right. won't be any additional money. So this is about all the things you, you've heard many, many times. How do we do things more efficiently, more effectively with the resources that are already there? Um, my Mersey Forest, you know, we're, we're supporting. Now, I'm a Cheshire West employee, so uh, Cheshire West employs the forest team. Um, so our job is to go out there and try and find resources. So the stuff we're working with um, alongside Wooden Trust, we brought in nationally a million pounds worth of funding to help the Trees for Learning programme. Mm. So that, that's what we have to do. I mean, there's, yeah, there's yeah. never going to be money. There's no money tree, yeah, somebody keeps yeah. saying. There's not you you know, the dangerous things are always, they throw capital at it yeah, and yeah, everything's yeah. wonderful so, and then there's yeah. no revenue, isn't yeah. there? You know. So I don't think in any of the world, Apart from the stuff that we do, none of this is capital driven. So this is all about you know, managing the resource mm. more effectively. So can we have a common standard of management? Can we make sure that residents know that you know, there is an order of priority in terms of your request for us to do something? If it's a dangerous tree, that's mm. obviously got to be dealt with. Mm. If it's, yeah. you know, if there's a bird nesting... I, I mean, I wish it every it. success, but I am guarded <laughs> in the, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, I do hope. Can I ask another question as well? outside of your remit probably as well, but you mentioned other groupings of trees in here or categories of trees outside yeah. of uh, yeah. woodland trees. Yeah. I mean, is something similar happening now? One of my big concerns uh, at the moment is street trees yeah. and also the ownership of trees by private individuals, i.e. on boundaries, on roads and things like that. And at the moment, not a lot seems to be doing yeah. going on as far as enforcement on people maintaining boundaries. Is there anything else that, that's coming along in parallel with this? You know. Yeah. So, so nationally, there's the, the policy around urban trees has been confused for about well, for about 
hundred years. Mm -hmm. but, um, so it appears that the government is taking much more notice of urban trees, and uh, yeah, once it looks like there is going to be an, an urban tree initiative. We hear, we understand. Right. So that will put money. The, the target is to plant a million additional urban trees. But your point is. How about looking after the one? I'm putting words in your mouth. But how about looking after no, the one? No, you're right in doing that. You know, I mean, nobody is more motivated about trees and I love trees myself because all my life I've been involved with them. But every tree you plant is a potential generation of problems, you know. Yeah, and lots of benefits. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember when roadside trees were so much more actively managed yeah. because costs, you, you, you know, we, we live in a society yeah. now where money is, is well yeah. there's no money is there yeah. you know but that's why you know even if tom doubts the numbers that's why we put the, the valuation toolkit numbers in there to mm. say you know these there's a there's a plus and a minus for every single tree you know they do need pruning every five ten years mm. but over that ten years they're also locking up carbon they're stopping your house flooding mm. they're providing a visual aesthetic they're probably putting 10 percent on your house price still keeping me in a job and keeping you in a job <laughs> Do you think there's any prediction? I mean, Doris did us all, um, woke us all up, I think, earlier on this year. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's the worst thing, the worst one I've seen. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, where I lived, I wasn't actually there, but there were four trees down yeah. there. It was locked, you know, they were blocked yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. And you had volunteers, people just coming out with chainsaws. Yeah because people couldn't cope. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to say, a lot of that wood's still lying around. People don't actually understand, you know, what to do with it once yeah. it's down on the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wonder, is that sort of taken into your, your strategy? To a degree, so things like wood allotments, you know, that, that's, I say it's interesting, because in other places, people are crying out for firewood. Yeah. So people buy tons of rubbish material off garage mm. forecourts, mm. yeah, which but is from unsustainable sources mm -hmm. and destroying rainforests and, and all those sorts of things, when actually there's a sustainable... In the UK we don't cut enough timber and so our, our stock of timber is getting you know, um, overgrown, not overgrown, but um, overstanding, meaning we need to cut a certain amount every year to keep the trees and woodlands healthy and we're not doing that. So there's about a million hectares of undermanaged woodland. I mean, we, we used to operate a policy of deliberately leaving wood by yeah. roadsides in, in, in carryable pieces. Yeah. You know, and again, from a local authority point of view, that saved us money. Yeah. And it also made a resource yeah. available. Uh, I mean, we did have an idea of doing that with Manu Road Cops. But as it was in the end, the contractor uh, agreed to give us a much yeah. lower rate yeah. on condition that he took the timber away, yeah. you know, which yeah. uh, saved... Fraudulent. Well, we were going to give it away. Yeah. You know, we were going to invite people to come at uh, you know, but in the end, it saved fraudulent. You know, quite a few thousand. But, pounds. but I always remember the poplars being done on the Stanlow Road. Yeah. Five or one seven, because I used to work along there, and they left purposely left the big pieces, the cheeses of yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. and it was amazing how it disappeared mm. overnight Magic. because people. Thought, so, yeah, yes. trailers and yeah they, they were yeah. just incredible, but it was a good way of getting rid of it. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And the, the price, the value of timber is increasing. Yeah. So, um, because of the demand for biomass, mm -hmm. which is sort of the lower grade, you know, the, the real rubbish timber, so that price has increased. So that means everything else, and the decent quality saw logs mm -hmm. have also increased. So suddenly, 
This is the Hobbay Wood one, sorry, item 45, yeah. yeah. So I think we're more or less at 45 now, aren't okay. we? So to receive the, 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 the plan and decide on any future action. Tom, have you... Well, there's a number of typographical errors. Okay, which yeah. Which I've listed. Um, with, uh, but what a... Uh, silly things like uh, on page 7, paragraph 10, it talks about a river. I think stream would be a better word. Um, um, we have stream not, river. Not, well, Coldy Valley in Chester has a stream going through it, but it is actually deemed as being a main river. So I don't know. We'll, we'll look at that one. No, I, I don't mean it is a river. It's, it's you know, the Coldy Brook is, is deemed oh, yeah. as a main river, yeah. you know, but it's... What's missing from the list is common lizards and the badger sets on the footpath 74 and also common ink cap fungi near to the stream. And this business, you mentioned friends of Owley Wood. 
Is that a mistake? No, that's Hollywood in Weaverham. Yeah, there was, I, I think yeah. that there was a cut and paste job that I did pick up a few of those, but I yeah. think that was probably one that yeah, uh, slipped through the net. That group is very, very well established, uh, the Hollywood group. I've had, uh, you know, I've had contact yeah. with Hollywood yeah. group in the past. Um, yeah, we can get that sorted, Tom, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, well, uh, I'll give Paul a copy. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. one for you. Oh, thank you. Thank yes, you, um, yes, you give me a copy of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's great. Sorry. I, I wondered, Chair, whether you, obviously, I don't know if you've got any thoughts of how to take this forward, but I wondered whether it might be worth setting up a working group of this committee to specifically decide how to go forward with Hope Wood. Because yeah. there are a lot, there's a lot of yeah. of ideas in this, yeah. and a lot yeah. of work. It seems to me. It, it's it's a good good plan, but what I like about it is it's very simple, and I think it's very achievable. We said it past meetings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not going to clear fella and reflux it. Um, it. It doesn't sort of make any assumptions that you know it's very very good i mean i'd be happy with a working group as well i think that there'd be a lot of interest in within fraudium uh, to get on board that so i think it's maybe something that we could put up on the website uh, asking people whether we want to keep it as a working group or whether we want to have a friends of how they work. I mean, friends groups, again, I've had experience, the, the Coldy Valley one in Chester, which I helped to set up with a guy called Michael Kerr, um, was fantastic. You know, we had hundreds and hundreds yeah. of members. Yeah. Um, but it does need to be an organised group, yeah. because if not, with respect, it can become a monster yeah. to, to control, you know. Um, so it, it needs to have terms of reference, it needs to have a chair, it needs to have a yeah. treasurer, and you're going to ask people to pay to be part of it, which is what we did at, uh, at, at Cold, Coldy Valley, and then we had funding. And the other good thing about a friends group is, I mean, I'm preaching to converted here, it, it enables you to get funding, which again, you ring fenced out yeah. of being a local authority, and that's how we did Coldy Valley, if you like, you know, because we haven't got an evening to, to do it with, and yet you look at the place now. It's it's very you know it's brilliant. Yeah. I suppose I was wondering how, as a committee, we were going to get from here to maybe setting up a friends group, and there is quite a lot of work that will be involved in mm -hmm. drawing up those terms. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't want to uh, how to. I, I don't want to say yes. Let's have a friends group now. You go and organise it because you you know you both have enough to do. Um, I mean, I'd be willing to help in it, but only as much as I, I could help, you know. So we, we'd help, so Ben, ben can help, and we have um, template, terms of reference, yeah, and yeah. all those sorts of things. Yeah. So I could send you copies of those. Yeah. I'm just very conscious that, I mean, Hopplewood is a wonderful place. Um, but when you ask for volunteers to do anything, no, everybody seems to disappear. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I, I didn't say the negative side of, of, of the group that I was involved in, but we had something like a membership of 450. But very often on a Sunday morning, it was me, my wife, and my kids, and, and one guy off the estate. Yeah. And I, a bit rudely, used to say most of them were armchair conservationists, you know, they, they were in the group and, and things like that, but to actually get volunteers out. so. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think we, we, had, we had that situation earlier on this year when we had uh, forest people there doing stuff. Um, and the volunteers came from Liverpool 
um, but there were no volunteers there from Frodsham. <laughs> um, that's what I'm very conscious of. I mean, I'd love to see um, uh, Hob Haywood friends of. Yes, parking's restricted, and also it's a 20-minute walk, mm, okay. carrying your tools, yeah. and then 20 minutes back yeah, again. Well, so I mean, you, not very yeah, well, you're expert on accessibility in there, aren't you, or lack of it. Um, I, I, I think I would like to, to see what the feeling is on setting up a, a friends group rather than a working group. Could we have a look at the documentation of yeah, what's yeah, involved yeah, and, yeah. and decide from there? Yeah. I, I so, so, I suppose my point is, yes, so you would want us, you'd want the, the staff to go away, consult with Mosey Foss and bring back to the next meeting of this committee a proposal for setting up a friends of group. Yeah, is yeah. that what you're looking for? No, I think what I'm looking for is I need to understand what it involves. I don't want you to go and do anything because I think... Exactly. You know, you've got yeah. far more important things and far more to do um, than be doing it. All I would ask is that if you can perhaps get the documentation so that I can understand what it involves mm -hmm. and, you know, how many people as a minimum we would need to look to. Because, I mean, I know people go and do work in Hobhaven. You see a lot of people with secateurs going around cutting brambles mm -hmm. and what have you. It's all very informal. It's when you start to formalise things and things must be done. Um, well, well, that's why it's so important to have terms of reference. It's yes. so important to make people understand that we have got a management plan. Because no disrespect, that was a prime example at Manly Road Cops. Yeah. Uh, local enthusiasm, but the wrong trees and the yeah. wrong place and things like that. Um, they can be very difficult to control. Uh, if I can use that word, friends groups, you know. Yeah. Um, there's lots of pros and there's lots of cons. Within friends groups, you can get different factions that want different outcomes and, and things like that, you know, so you have got to be careful. But I think it's very important that if we do go forward and decide to, to have a friends group, it's got to be a self-managing uh, friends group. It's got to have a, a chair outside the council. It's got to have a secretary outside the council. Um, you, you know, because if not, it's going to become something that's going to become impossible to manage, I think. But I honestly think that it is one of the only ways that we're going to take this management plan forward because we've been very lucky that we managed, you know, to get the funding that was available to get things done and that. But that's not going to happen every other week. And we, we are going to be reliant on grants and, and handouts because. As a council, we, we, you know, we haven't got the resources or, or the finances within the council to, to do it. So, yeah, I, I propose that you, you send us it, like all, everything you've got about friends groups. Um, we, we have a look at it and if we think, yeah. no, it's not for us, yeah. you know, and that might be the decision, I don't know. Yeah. Or, as Caroline says, we, we, we get all the facts and then we, yeah. we say, and then we put it out to front you. And, and it might be that they say, no, we don't yeah. think it's a good idea, or we might have a thousand people wanting to sign up, you know, hopeful. So, well, if okay. we get a thousand people, we can use them at Marshlands. Well, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can. <laughs> Simultaneous groups everywhere. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Right, uh, so we've, um, we've done 46, haven't we? Yeah. Howie Lane, um, 
to re to note the response from Cheshire West about the safety concerns. Yes, we yeah. had we this committee agreed that we would write to um, Cheshire West expressing some concerns. So we've had the letter back saying thank you for your letter concerning highway safety along Pinmilbrow and Howie Lane. I'm responding to the points raised following a site inspection of the area highlighted. During my site inspection, I observed that the nature and characteristics narrow in width of the section of carriageway act to encourage road users to reduce vehicle speeds, and I did not encounter any vehicles being driven irresponsibly. Existing traffic calming measures, safety cushions and raised areas were in adequate condition through the section and the existing 30 mile an hour speed limit is appropriate and was being respected. In terms of signage through the route, which was another point that the residents raised, it was apparent these areas are, already have significant signage with various warning signs, the weight limit restriction and the speed limit repeaters all installed. Given the amount of signage through the route, I'm reluctant to invest in further measures when the authority is attempting to reduce the amount of signage across the network. I would be concerned additional plates may actually begin to reduce the effectiveness of the existing measures. Similarly, given the significant amount of those using the route will be local and aware of the Churchfields route or using Howie Lane out of choice, there is limited value in implementing further directional signs. In conclusion, given finite budgets, existing conditions and measures in place on Howie Lane and Pilmer Brow, we do not envisage any highway alterations at the present time, but are grateful it has been brought to our attention and have considered the points presented. They don't well, talk about the height restriction, do they? Because they've actually got a sign saying that uh, if you can't get under the bridge at 14 foot 6, even if you're over 7.5 yeah, tonne, you can, you can use yeah, Howie Lane yeah. to get out. And obviously, it's lower than 14 foot 6 in a lot of places. Yeah. But we've got it in writing now. I, I think, yes, that you, you know, we, we've done yeah. what is required of us as, a, as an authority in that we've... we've you know, gone to the landlords of the road, haven't we? Yeah. Do you think that that needs to be shared wider? Well, I think I yes. think it should be sent to the residents who came to this meeting. I didn't send it to them before no. reporting it back to this committee, which obviously is a month later than, than we'd anticipated. Do, do, do you, are you happy that that's as far as it needs to be shared? I don't want website. I, again. Yeah, I don't want to invite. You, you know, controversy, but would it be best if we put it on the website and then anybody that's got... Well, I think we do both. Yeah. I think yeah. we put it on the website for information and we send it to the residents. The residents definitely need a copy. Yeah. yeah. And if we just put a little, you know, caveat in there just to, to say, what, you know, that why we did it, why, why we went to them, you know, and the concerns that were raised, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I think I think it would be courteous to, to speak to the writer of the email first to let him know that if we're intending to share it more widely, it was addressed to the town clerk. Right, okay. Right. I mean, in saying that, because our meetings are re recorded, mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing yeah. to stop everybody in you knowing about it now, no. is there? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, what, what we were saying about should we have a friends group and what might the response be, I mean, we, we might get an answer to that simply again because we're being recorded, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it's probably to, courteous. I think to, it would just be a courtesy yeah, to, 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 to tell him what we were planning yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, you, you know, if, if he didn't want it shared, then it would have been marked confidential, yes. which he's got the chance to do, hasn't yes. he? So yes. I don't think we're doing anything wrong there by sharing it publicly around this table. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great stuff. Uh, to receive an update on the tree survey. We haven't actually done it due no. to the fact that I've been away on the... We're, we're going to meet a week on week tomorrow. Yeah, week tomorrow we're meeting at 2pm, so you will have something in time. So who's doing the survey? Well, we're it's a survey, it's a walk around and that by Paul and myself. You're quite welcome to. So when it, when is it's it? only the ones of ours on church fields. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Well, you're quite welcome, Karen, or, or anybody really, quite welcome to come along. So when is it? It's at 2pm a week tomorrow. And we'll meet at the church care park, yeah. would that be okay? Yeah. Great stuff. Um, okay, moving on then. I appreciate time is, is moving on, but I think it's been worth worthy tonight. Uh, 48 rights of way maintenance and 48.1 is the application to delete footpath 26. God, uh, Liz, you just want... Well, I think, uh, is everybody aware of this or...? Yes. I have put some plans up there if people aren't sure where it is. Um, the two on the left-hand side. Is, um, I, I tried to speak to um, Adele Mayer, who wrote uh, the letter to us today, but she wasn't available. Um, as I understand it, the, um, there will be quite a process to go through before this uh, footpath was deleted. If, that was to be the outcome. Um, we have until the, the 30th of October uh, initially to submit any comments or evidence, but after that, the next step would be that there would be a more formal process of consultation. Um, so I, I would suggest one possibility would be, well, there's two possibilities. One, that you wait until after the 30th of October and see what comes out. But there was quite a lot of interest locally and concern about it, I think. So it might be better to wait until after, to the next meeting, after we had an opportunity to speak to Adele. Why, why has this been instigated? Who has instigated A member of the public. Isn't it from the close? Well, a member of the public, yes. On what? Grounds. There are no the papers that are uploaded onto the Cheshire West website don't give any grounds. There are there's just the name and address I, of the I applicant. I went there and it's the entrance to uh, the old Hellercliff. I know I know where it is. Yeah. yeah, but most of it is the road. Yeah, but as soon as you get to that first bend, yeah. it disappears. Yeah. Well, I, I've I, been over the barbed wire and the. Um, We've talked about this before. Yeah, I mean, we know there. that it went to a well. It was, yeah, I was going to say, historically, it's, it's historically, that's why it's a cul-de-sac, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. historically, what footpaths were put in place for was to take people to a place of work. Yeah. Um, and that's what it was, uh, was uh, they, were, they were put in place for. So this is an historical footpath, but people have used that footpath. I mean, I've used it numerous times <coughs> to go up and join footpath 23. Mm. Yeah. But I, th I think I think they'd also um, generated some discussion on Facebook about the fact that there is no public right of way linking twenty three and twenty six, yeah. and maybe 
custom and practice or, or permissive rights, but there is it isn't doesn't appear that link doesn't appear on the footpath map. Um, I think what we've got to be very clear on, I hope anybody who's listening to this recording, is that it's nothing to do with footpath twenty-three. Footpath twenty-three going from Simon's Lane across to Belmont Road is in existence and will remain because people have got very that's the one that goes misunderstood. In just up from the Belmont and goes with yes. the fence up the side of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That goes up and then past the heather cliff on yeah, the right hand yeah. side and then you drop down That's through right. a gate. Because that one came into some sort of question on widths and that a few years yes. ago when I had involvement with the footpath, yes. so I remember that one. But the other one is much further down. Well, you can see that there, they're not joined at all. And I believe that uh, from this letter that uh, Adele has sent, that the, it says the application submitted is supported by documents including a 1988 preliminary inquiry for the sale of land at Manley and the 1910 survey map and a statement from a witness. So the, the applicant's argument, as I understand it, is that there was a mistake in including either all of that route or part of that route in the footpath map in the first place. And so, therefore, they're trying to have it deleted from the footpath map. And the opportunity is for people who have evidence to the contrary, evidence that might suggest that um, that, that is a valid mm. footpath and a, not just valid because it appears on the map, because we know it appears on the map, but if they have other historical evidence, then that would be of use in preserving the right. There was actually a map put on Facebook, a historical map showing it. Yeah. I'm against um, losing any footpath, but actually the footpath isn't there from the road. It's not there at all. Well, you go up the road, though. Yeah, you go up the road. Which well, it isn't a road, it's a drive. It's a drive, isn't it? It's, it's a private drive, and there's a finger post in there, a wooden finger post. Yeah, to show you to go up the road. Yeah. But once you get to that bend, the footpath disappears because yeah. you're meant yeah. to go off it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, not there. it's actually barbed wire all the way yeah. around. Yeah. Would, would I be right in saying that we don't need to make a recommendation? No. We're not qualified to make a recommendation. I mean, the reason that Adele has let us know is it's part of her statutory requirements. Uh, I just wonder why it's been instigated at this moment in time, if it was at 1988 when it mm. was realised that it was mm. a mistake. I, I, I think, you know, that this, we, we, we count as a council recommend it's closed or, or yeah. kept open because it's not within our remit or our powers. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that we have... We're a consultee. Yeah, we're a consultee. We've, we've done our duty mm -hmm. in that we've raised the, the awareness of a lot of people that may have an opinion and are qualified as a member of the community to have an opinion on it, mm -hmm. um, are aware of it now that weren't aware of it. So <coughs> I, I, I think... With no disrespect, that's as far as we can go with it, to, to be honest with you. I, th I think that the, the information, if people have information, could be sent directly yeah, to Cheshire yeah. West and Chester. Yeah. Um, and I think we've, we've made, well that's me, I think um, Judith, the chair, uh, I've seen a couple of times on social media where she's actually directing people, you know, back to Cheshire West. So Should that be put on the website? This is on the website, on the agenda, well it is on the, as part of the papers supporting the agenda for this meeting. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, as I say, we, yeah. we, we uh, have not got the power to send a recommendation to Cheshire. 
West saying close it or keep it open is personally personal opinion. It has been used a lot, I think a lot of people made the point about walking over uh, coming down by the caves and that perhaps the caves were the, was the place of work. Yeah. And yeah. people used to use yeah. that footpath to go to yeah. or from. Um, you know, so. But it's a good point you make about footpaths were there for a reason, not to enjoy the countryside. Yeah. You know, and they are some real anomalies around the county, isn't it? Where footpaths disappear into the middle of the cornfield and stop, you know, for no apparent reason. And then you realise, well, 200 years ago, there was a, there was a pub there or well, something there like that. There was a well there. Yeah, there yeah. For water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, happy with, 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 with that, guys, yeah? Okay, stuff. Um, so footpaths to discuss any issues and reactions. Um, again, I think Joe would have been a good insight into this as well. Um, it's a pity that he couldn't make it this evening because I mean he, he knows literally every footpath inside out, doesn't he? Is there any other footpath issues then? I've got a few things to report back on. Okay. Um, after the last meeting, I wrote to Pete Atkinson, who's a public rights of work officer who's newly transferred over to Frodsham about complaints about hedges on church entry, which is for past 60. And he told me that uh, Cheshire West had already written to all householders that back on to footpath 60, asking that the hedges be cut back. Um, I also reported the need for a new finger post on footpath 52, which was straight length. Yeah. That's on the marsh, yeah. And that, uh, he said he'd look into it and arrange for its replacement. Um, Councillor Pennington this morning reported to me that there is a missing finger post on footpath 23 at Simmons Lane. And I passed that on to Pete Atkinson today. He said that he will raise a works order for that. And we've also had quite, I've had some correspondence with residents and Cheshire West and the Woodland Trust about a burnt out bench that's on Woodhouse oh, Hill yes, yes. Um, that has raised some discussion on Facebook and um, it's not on our land, um, it's not on Woodland Trust land. And Cheshire West and Chester aren't aware of it, but we gave Pete Atkinson, I gave him slightly duff information as to where it was, so when he went out to look at it, he couldn't find it, so we've redirected him to the right footpath, and he's going to have another look at it, but I wondered whether maybe the bench was put there with a permission of the landowner by the relatives of the person who it was dedicated yeah, to. Yeah. Although there is a, an interpretation board next to it, but we're not sure who put that up. Is that the one overlooking the, the um, Halsby High School? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Woodhouse. It's, it's got Woodhouse Hill on, on the top of it. And somebody, I can't remember whether it's, I think it's Woodland Trust said that they contacted the Sandstone Trail people and they said they, it wasn't theirs. Right. So I don't know that we can really take that much further except that Cheshire West and Chester it is part of are looking, trail. looking into Ch it. Chair, can I just say something about just the straight length one? It's, it's a, there is one at straight length, off straight length, it's, I think it's, is it called Grassy Lane? It's just it's further down, so if he's, if he's looking 
No, we're standing on straight like this, but because there is a, foot, a finger post there, it's, it's where the footpath goes, kind of. Yes, it was at the gangle. Yes, no, he knows that. Yes, I, I, I abbreviate. Well, I gave him the exact location and the plan. Yes. Just going back to the one you mentioned that um, Councillor Pennington said on footpath twenty-three. I think that could be the because there's been a lot of work done on the bungalow. He'd mentioned that, yes. Yes, and I think it could be that that's gone missing, but a lot of, again, local people, and it's quite obvious that it's a footpath because they've actually made a, a place for you to go through because they've put a new gate up. So, um, yeah. Okay, those were the only... Okay, so yeah, they seem yeah. to be moving, moving on. Nothing new to flag up now, okay. Um, Mandy Road Cops to receive an update and agree any actions required. Well, it's been sort of discussed already, hasn't it? Mm. But we need to start thinking, um, you know, because we made a commitment to residents, didn't we, that we were going to give it this sort of cooling off period and then we were going to do something about it. So we need to start. Well, we're well, climbing about we, the tree pack, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we need to see what does come through. I mean, mm. you know, perhaps go up as a, you know, two or three of us and just have a look mm. and see if there are any particular um, seedlings that have come through mm. or... Could we then, when we've had a look at Howie Lane, could we nip up and... I mean, there is a lot of holly there that probably, some of that needs to probably come out of. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, rubbish that uh, over the years has probably been, you know, cuttings and you know, other branches that people have put over the fence from the houses. Oh, right. Along the fence line, so and then forgot to move them on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so well, we report back next time? Yeah, that's yeah. good. We put it yeah. on the agenda yeah. to receive a, uh, a brief report back from. Yes. Would you want to get in on that? I can't do it today. Could we? Well, let's see what we find. And All right. And then All we right. can. Oh, I'm happy to go and have a walk. Yeah. We'll have to be. Of an evening at the centre. Yeah. It's tourists getting dark. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, should yeah. we go when we go to Harry Lane? Yeah, because you know, obviously it's not that big an area. You know what we're talking about anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I've gone up and have a walk yeah. around before the next meeting. Okay. Great stuff. Community orchards to receive an update uh, on the Ship Street Community Garden and a reaction. Yeah, we got rid of all the concrete anyway. That's all in Hellsby allotments now. <coughs> yep. I, I actually I drive past it every day and I think it looks lovely as it is. <coughs> it's uh, it's nice yeah, there's yeah. just that I did string it and cut the hedge, but um, Yeah, there's just that it? sort it's of where the wasp's nest was, isn't it, in that core. Like where all the iron was a pallet or there's a couple of fence panels that were broken that are still there. I mean I can take them away, but how do I take them? <coughs> Oh. feature. So the concrete post actually found a home in, in Hellsby? Hellsby Lottons. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So that was literally all the materials then got recycled. Yeah, I had to break all the concrete off in first. Oh, right. But, um, yeah, they went. Excellent. I know it was a warm day, wasn't it, when we... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's good to see. So I mean, there's still some a few holes there, and obviously there's a bit of concrete that I've got off the things. I tried to put most of it down the holes that mm. were there from that we mm. dug out. But. I don't know if it's because the fence is down and people can see the benches now, but I quite often see people sat on those benches mm. now. So I mean there's just the metal fencing now, isn't there? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if we can get that metal fencing out, I, I'm quite happy. I've got facility to store that. Yeah. Uh, and then we could use that somewhere else again, you know, if not there, if maybe Manly Road or yeah. somewhere else. You know. Well, there's no rush in moving that. No, no. Just, no, it's not in the way it's it's yeah. um, But again, we need to, to sort of move forward with it again now, don't we, and decide. I mean, there was talk about some simple raised, raised beds. I don't want to create something again that's going to become a management issue, but... People were keen because there was soft roots on there, mm. you know, as part of the community orchard to have, you know, raspberries or black currants or something on there. And another idea we had, which I'd seen, and I'm sure other people have seen them on their travels, Sandbatch, right in the town centre, have got a community herb garden uh, on a raised planter mm. where anybody can come along and, and you know, take uh, mm. popular uh, herbs from. And again, I think that might be something. And we did have a word with the allotment group who did say that they may be keen on sort of, you know, or, or would be maybe happy to uh, manage that. You know, again, I don't want to create something and then palm it off on, on somebody else. But I think the soft fruits and the herbs there would be something. Well, only real work we have barely there to, is the level of amounts, but you know, that. That corner where you yeah. said, you know, the wasp nest was and all mm. the ivy was, that's still got a pile of earth then. But yeah, I think we've actually done, weed killed it all, but. Yeah, I think we've done very well, really, yeah. to get to where we are. You, you know, it's not cost it's, anything. No, it? no, it's, it's just people's time, you know, yeah. which we're very, very grateful for. Right, that. trees? Yeah. And how many? I've drawn up a plan for 20 trees. Okay. How many of those 20 trees can we plant? I've been in touch with um, the head gardener of Norton Priory and asked him about quince. Oh yes. Got some good information from him. And uh, I think we should include quince. No, no more apples. So we'll concentrate on pears, plums, gauges, quince. Cherry, mm. and I've looked into possibly getting figs, but they'll grow too big. Figs are, yeah. are a danger. The, the, the actual leaves of fig trees are incredibly acidic if children touch them, well, aren't they? You know, it's, we've ruled out. Ah, right, okay. I, I mean, I, I want to see some trees go on there, I think, mm. but I, 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 you know, not being negative again, I think that's too many. I would like to maintain a bit of openness there, really. I think, as you say, it looks... It looks nice. Well, you do have a, a small open space. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. You know, personally, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see less trees, you know, especially if we're going to try and um, do these well, the bushes soft roots and that. Yeah. The bushes are already in there, yeah. in the middle. And we were talking about the herb garden as well. It just mm. seems like a lot of trees. Though. We've also yes. got to think of um, the maintenance of it and cutting the grass. And if who we're going to get, I mean, I'm yep. streaming it at the moment, but. 
Strimming's not a viable long-term option. So we need to level it. I think they are putting it on the schedule for next year. I know, but we need to level it out a bit more than it is because oh, it's. Um, Do the bowling green have a level? Uh, Rolling. No, I'd imagine so. I wonder if we can mm. use that. I mean, ideally, it wants a big rotator going in there, doesn't it? And it needs to level out a bit better, yeah. or at least getting the um, bucket off a. Well, could we ask our contractors how much it would be? For them, because they'll have the kit. Because mm. there's bits of concrete probably under the grass. There's probably mm. um, old bits of wood. I don't know how you cleared most of it, but I mean, I think there's still ups and downs, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Did we ask them to give us a price? Yeah. You wouldn't price. be able to get a mow on it at the moment. No, no. And I think that's the long-term solution. It, it's not viable to, to pay somebody to stream that because that is going to cost. Just be on the SLA and they'll do it yeah. the same time as they do yeah. the other one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, can we? Can we uh, get get a price or yeah. have a site meeting with, with yourself on there? Because you know what needs doing as far as the ground profiles. Yeah. Uh, get a price off uh, our, our contractor, um, and then you, you know uh, take take it forward. I think we need to level it before we put any trees in. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the winter now, haven't we? We've got you know the dormant season coming on us now. Which, yeah, well, what I want to know is how many trees should I order? Yeah. Well, Paul's just made it. Is this the exact number of trees that are there? Or is this just a random number? Like the the, the dark ones, they are there now. Oh, right. So Actually, there are that number. many? I couldn't yes. there are that many. Yeah. So I've not been round this There's side. One either. or two have died. Yeah. But they, that's, that's the, the location. That's going to be left open, presumably. Well, that's where the table and, yeah. table is, isn't it? Yeah. I've got um, Mersey Forest offering the money. I've got the scouts asking us when's the next planting. I've got another voluntary group um, ready to pounce. And all we'll need is the number of how many to plant. We can't plant until it's levelled and... No. So we can't really buy trees until it's levelled, can we? Sorry? We can't buy trees until it's levelled at all, can we? If we don't level it first, we won't be able to cut the grass with the mowers. Um, well, I've got up to November, December. Right. To um, plant. We should get it leveled and maybe have a little site visit down there. Mm. But I've got to order them. How yeah. it, what's, the, what's the lead time? Um, I should be ordering them in October. Well, yeah, I mean, we can order them and ask the, the, the nursery to, 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 you know, heal them in, as it's called, or just, you know, because we've got up until the end of the plant. We don't want to get too close to the end of it, but we've got. You know, a few months. Um, what you need, what you're saying is to, to, to get the funding or retain the funding, you need to have a definite number now. Is that what you're yes. saying, basically? Yeah. Right. Um, I honestly think 20 is too many, personally. Well, that's um, 20 there. Yeah. So that was before the raised beds and the, yeah. the others were thought of. I mean, 
again, is, is everybody happy with these raised beds? Is everybody happy trying to do a community herb garden? I think it's a nice, something slightly different. Mm. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, shall I? And that, I think, would give people an understanding more of what the community orchard's about. If they could come in and, you know, take herbs and fruit, because a, a lot of people don't understand still the concept of the community orchard. Again, you, you know, there's been a couple of things on social media recently where people have been absolutely amazed that they can actually go and take take some apples and they didn't realise because they thought, you, you, you know, they were stealing. They actually apologised to me because I've caught them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 you've caught me, yeah. I said, you're allowed to have them. Yeah, it's, it's authorised scrumping, isn't yeah. it? You know, if you're you're right. I have to say, I've seen the other extreme where I've been down walking along the river and I've seen people with rucksacks on their backs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you've had the other extreme of them. Yeah. Ours haven't done yeah. that well this year. I think it's been one of those years where it's been a bit of a. Mm. Yes. But they haven't grown properly this No, I've got. They some, do have years like that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I've, 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 I've got a pear and an apple, you yeah. know, which are, are sort of patio trees, if yeah. you like. Yeah. They've been very poor this year, yeah. I must admit. My, my, apple, my eating fruit. apples are. Prolific, and oh. so is my plum tree. Yeah. I mean, some certain trees, and I know the yeah. ones in the orchards yeah. don't seem to. Some my pears only fruits every other year. Yeah, yeah. or it's on it, no fruit this year. We we came up some major road coming back from holiday last week, and I was absolutely amazed at how many roadside fruit trees had yeah. been planted, and it was, it was just you know they were probably eating apples. There was hundreds of them just going to rot away yeah. on the roadsides because you couldn't. You couldn't stop to do it because you weren't allowed. It was a bit strange why they'd ever been planting there, you know. Okay, so can we have a little plan of action then? We're going to get a price, uh, but Tom needs to know how many trees. Ten. 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 Yeah. Ten. Yeah. All right. Okay. And we'll leave. And if the space is only whoever's going to design what we're doing, then. Uh, Sorry, Tom, did you say time. some of the existing ones had died as well? Did you say some of the existing ones had died? Yes, we'll we need an extra two, I think. Oh, so, so we've 12, got 12, 12 dozen, yeah. 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 Okay. And that's been paid for? Funded by Mercy Forest. Fantastic. Okay, so no cost to ourselves. Uh, great stuff. Okay. Um, litter picking, Paul? Yes, yeah, so we've got Oh, sorry. Sorry, Tom, go on. Um, I've been to the dentist today, and <laughs> it's getting a bit much. But you smile. So can I leave now? <laughs> I was going to talk about the poppies, but uh, I'll leave that to next time. All right, no problem. Yeah, yeah don't okay, suffer right, in pain, mate. Thank you very much for your input, as usual, Tom. I appreciate the time that you put in digging posts out, and also all the pre-breeding you did, mate. It is appreciated. Thank you. Uh, so Paul, yeah, you've got a litter pick uh, yeah, this so Saturday. Nine thirty behind Costa in the car park. Where we did that original first one. Um, so I've got the grabbers and the bag holders and Liz, handy hoops. Handy hoops. Oh, you've, you've, you've got them now. Yes. So we've got ten of those. Um, oh, one last thing on trees. There's an elm which is dying just outside. Well, just that there. Mm. On the north walk, um, and where the cars park. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, no, no, no. Liz is going to pop it on the um, 
website. So, so you're meeting in the car park behind Costas at night. Yes. yes. And um, how long will it be? It depends. Um, generally, it's an hour to an hour and a half, something like that. Um, it's been in Frodgham Life. I've put something on Facebook. Um, if you put it on the website and send me the link, I'll post that on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how many we get. You know. Yeah, I, I think it will be a good turnout, really, because the fact that again on social media there's been a lot on about flight tipping recently, mm -hmm. and again that's raised people's awareness of. Uh, my concern is we're going to get too many one day. Yeah, yeah. People are still concerned that uh, we can't get the other side of the railway fence. Well, that was the point I wanted to bring up next, is that can we write to, um, to them again and try and get a response out mm -hmm. of them? Because they're not responding. I, I, I don't think they will allow us. I think that's a, you know, they, they do it themselves. I don't yeah. think they'd make an exception to allow us to well, come down the Japanese could, knotweed first. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could ask the rail users group if they have some good contacts. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, yeah. Because yeah. they obviously look after the stations and so on, and yeah. they must know, the, yeah. know some people that we don't know. It is, I'm it's actually glad that you've raised that, because last year, or it might have even been the year before, I raised it. And we were told by Network Rail that it has to be done in the autumn. And I think perhaps we need to send an email to Network Rail again, reminding them that the Japanese not wheat needs to be removed. I think we've sent it a couple of books. So where, where, where is that? That's in the same place, is it? In that private land car park, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's on both sides of the fence, the yeah. railway fence. Yeah. Because it is a shame that we make such a good job of clearing the litter, and but then you just can't get it. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's a big bottle problem, uh, mm. spirit bottle problem, and they're all thrown over that fence, you know. And it, it is a shame, really. Unfortunately, Paul, I won't be able to make it this weekend. As you know, I've attended previous ones, but uh, we're mayoring duties in Blackpool at the weekend, doing a charity walk. So. Um, will put me down for the next one. I was going to say, I might not be able to make it because it's the guide uh, places being opened in Ship Street. Um, there's oh, been a lot of very, yeah, oh, bottom yeah. of Ship Street. Yeah. yeah, again, we got asked to that. It's a shame, but that's just... So, oh, because well, I thought you were actually going to cut them. No, no, um, um, it's been... Uh, well, I, I don't know whether Frank's doing it or, oh, right. but um, no, we. It's not that we're popular. It's just that there's lots of things going on. But it was actually four things on Saturday that we've been asked to come to. But the charity walk we sort of agreed to do quite a while ago, and that. So I'll see how my time goes. Mm -hmm. It's eleven o'clock, I think. Which is, I think it's the ribbon's been cut at twelve. Okay. Okay, um, item 52, uh, Cromere, to discuss a complaint from Councillor Pennington about grass cutting around the lake. Yeah, I th this was obviously some time ago, no, this is back in July, but I put some photographs of the, the edge of the lake uh, that, were, that Paul took a couple of days ago. But um, Councillor Pennington rang to raise a health and safety issue about the grass cutting. He said he was up there with a couple of friends the other night and the grass around the lake up to a foot from the water's edge hadn't been cut so a child could fall in as they can't see the edge. Okay. The wildflowers and the flag lilies and all that actually define the edge. 
Yeah. There's wildflowers that were always allowed to grow. Yeah. And they have done every year. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I don't want to see it more, to be honest with you. And in all honesty, I think because the natural bank is quite steep there, that's actually having the opposite. It's, yeah, I it's think actually so. ask, uh, It's actually a, a deterrent. deterrent. You, you know, and I, I don't want to see all those marginal plants destroyed mm. personally. Is there, is there are they thistles or? Can I, can no, there's quite a mixture, and there's some flag lilies along it as well. I know, I've seen the flag lilies. Yeah. But it defines the edge, and it's not. Mm. I think sometimes there has been complaints about them being too high to stop the fishermen. And, and getting their tackle all tangled up, but the fish have been sorted out anyway. That's just a personal view of mine. I mean, what does. I don't think there's. I think it defines the edge mm. more than that. And, mm. you know, it, 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 it's not a formal pond, is it? It's a natural pond. It's a natural pond. It's a natural mere. And there's a lot of. If you saw the top one, there's quite a big part that hasn't really got any high ones along it, so. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. you're encouraged to go there because the seat's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I in fact, um, recently, all the baby ducks are inside there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're under cover there when all the old, you know, the, yeah. the adults it's, it's are outside. Yeah, it's a good natural habitat, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's easy. Easy. Probably get cute tonight yeah. as well, don't you? No, I, I personally don't think that we should take them down. Mm. All the rest of the grass has been cut. Okay, okay, that's fine. I, I can just tell Councillor attention that it had been discussed, but that the committee were happy with the arrangements yeah. as they yeah. are. And we'd have photos to look at. Yeah, to that's brilliant, that, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's good, good. Thanks for that. Um, okay, item 53 is the Weaver Navigation Society. Paul, just a brief. Yeah, so um, I have an issue now with Wednesday night. I can't attend on Wednesday night, so I missed the last one and um, I was going to, well, we'll be missing tomorrow, but Alan, you've kindly agreed to Yeah, to I, it's, it's down at Weaver and I'm familiar with I'll email all the yeah, details to you. Uh, and, and I'll go along, really just a listening brief, really, just to find my feet. If That's you like, all I did. I'll report back briefly to the next meeting if required, yeah. The, the previous meeting we talked, I think Councillor Martin suggested we, there was somebody we might invite to talk to the committee. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to pursue that for the next meeting. Yeah, I'll take so. that. They're, they're very keen on doing it and if Alan's there tomorrow then that's perfect. Yeah, I'll get something, uh, you know, showed up hopefully, yeah. yeah. They made the offer so I'm yeah. sure they'll accept that. Um, 54 then, Cheshire Sandstone Ridge, to note the invitation to attend a meeting on the future of the Sandstone Ridge on the 12th of September. Have uh, we got an attendee to that or interested? I haven't, I mean I circulated it previously and I haven't heard from anybody that they are going to attend but that's why I've brought it along. I, I must admit I've missed that one I've while I've been away well. so. Um, the 12th of September, I can't unfortunately. I think I. Oh, I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't bother. I did have a copy here, but it seems to have gone south. Um, I might be able to find it before the end of the meeting to show people, but I can recirculate it. But I think. Um, I 
think it was, I think I contacted them and because it was Cheshire Association of Local Councils that were organising it and they had asked yeah. us to reply by a certain date and I said, well, could we have an extension so I could bring it? So, so really this is not a Sandstone Ridge group? It's just... It's a, they've invited all of the local councils right. and it's jointly with Chalk, so they right. want to discuss sort of strategy type things and the future of the... So this is not the hill forts and habitats thing, has that ceased now as a... But if, uh, if somebody could go along, I think that would probably be quite helpful because... Yeah, unfortunately uh, I can't. I'm, I'm in Yorkshire. Um, I can't go. What time is it on? Um, well, I can't. I'd have to check. I suspect it's sort of 7, 7, 30. I think it's an evening meeting. Uh, and where is that actually being held? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. It was in the original email. It's at Knoll Village Institute or something like that. It would probably be one of the Sandstone Villages, well, not it? Is it on the website? No, I can put it on the website. I can link up to the office if you want me to, because I think I know where I'm to Okay. Next item is Liz's uh, Clark's item, so we'll do that. But everybody happy with Tuesday the 3rd of October at 7 o'clock for the next meeting? Hopefully, we'll just have more. Tuesday the 3rd of October. Yeah. I've got to go to Germany either that week or the week after. I'm not sure yet. Well, I'm, I'm actually home on the Breeze Heath that day, so that's not a problem for me. Centre, 6.30 to 8.30, with tea and coffee and cake from 6 o'clock. <laughs> Can I get on from Yorkshire? <laughs> Next Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday the 12th of September, yes, next Tuesday. Yeah, I'm, 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 I could possibly get there for about 8, but I think that's a bit pointless. This is share with you the latest work of the Sandstone Ridge Trust and for you to discuss what you find about the ridge, how you think it's changing, what are its future challenges and opportunities. Um, Town and Parish Councils are key to shaping the future of the Sandstone Ridge and ensuring that the area continues to be enjoyed by present and future generations. Blah, blah, blah. What time is it? Six o'clock till? 6.30 to 8.30, with refreshments available from six. Yeah. I'll go, I can get home and have time for that, so, so that we've got a representative. Um, change your mind when you heard about the cake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll admit it. No, you know, it's important. So, yeah, I can get back in time for that. That's my thing. I'll let you know. So, Halifax, so it's not in the I was thinking I was there till the next day, but I'm not. So. Okay, and the, we, we've all agreed that we're happy with in your absence with the uh, next meeting. Right. So the only thing is, is your any other clerk's items that you know of? There's just a couple of things. The first one, this came in a while back, but this is talking of um, the Sunstone Ridge. That is a booklet that we received a copy of, so just to let you know. Um, and there's a letter accompanying it that says, um, it's, we've produced a 330-page fully illustrated book, a copy of which I'm enclosing for the Town Council. As a sandstone ridge parish, I hope it will be of interest. Apart from Chapsoil quarrying, water supplies and rock art on the ridge, the book also includes nine short country walks devised by the volunteers to assist in visiting some of the sites. We can also offer communities a three-panel roadshow display, see photo that can be set up on a temporary basis to accompany a talk on the project and the sandstone region's future plans. So that might be something to mm -hmm. find out about, Alan, um, yeah. next yeah. week and then see if you yeah. want to invite them to do that in production. Yeah. So what's this retail one doing? I think it's strange because I think they've had funding for it. Good. Impressive, isn't it? Yes, it says we produce a free 132 page fully illustrated book. Oh. I'm not sure where the other copies have gone, but <laughs> how many copies have you produced? Well, limited. It's been, a, I'll, I'll make inquiries about that as well, and maybe we can get some copies to go in the leaflet mm. thing here. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. It's quite impressive for a free book, that. And they're not asking for a donation or anything. Mm. Mm. They've got the synagogue well in. Um, a couple of other things. We had an email from um, Nick Hughes from Home and Beauty Store uh, on the 24th of July um, and um, he was commenting about the Marshall Street Garden and saying it was a bit overgrown yeah, and offering I did, I did re I have replied to him. Oh, okay. No, because I, I um, I thought I had replied to him and, and I hadn't, so I didn't want to appear rude. So right. uh, I did actually speak to him actually on the phone, and he's keen uh, again to get some volunteers and, and that to do some work down on. Uh, on do you know I noticed down there? There's an awful lot of um, raspberry bushes down there that could perhaps be thinned out and put into really? Ship Street if we wanted yeah. to put some more. Yeah. I mean, I've actually one winter, not last winter, the winter before, I actually cut everything down to ground level on about half of it. I was just before you went in for your when you did some of your tree cutting it. That's right, yeah. That. Yeah. That's all up here now again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think sometimes, you know, at this you know, June and July and that when everything's growing so profusely, an area can appear to be not managed and really it's only yeah. the you know, the fact that everything's going mad, isn't it, you know. Okay, I had a letter, we were sent a copy, I don't know that you would want to take any action on this, but we were sent a copy of a letter of complaint from a Manly resident who uh, sent the letter of complaint to um, 
Councillor Riley, the, the Cheshire West Councillor for Frodsham, uh, she was complaining about the recycling centre and the um, congestion there and the fact that it had been reduced opening hours. So I just thought I'd report to you just for you to know. Yeah, yeah, okay, noted, yeah. And that's been passed on to Lynn? Well, it was directed to Lynn, we yeah. just copied in. Ah, right, it. okay. And um, the only, the final thing was that I'd had an inquiry from, in fact, there were two residents who had, I think a number of people had been up to the Frodsham Caves and done, done their own clean-up there. And they were inquiring about ownership and asking, saying that they felt that more could be made of the caves and that they could be better cared for. Now, Councillor Sutton has given me the name of the land agents for that, but she says she thinks it's owned by the fee of fees, but... Um, um, could sure. well be, because the other land around there is mm. owned by the fee of fees. Mm. I thought it was a private ownership because... I think yeah. it's let out as for grazing apparently, but it's um, but I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I think probably the best thing is if I contact the land agent. It's been years since I went in there. The last time I went in there, it was full of cattle. Yeah, it, it become a cow shed. Yeah, it was a cow shed. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a down out farm there, wasn't there? Yes, there was a farm. So I just, I just thought I'd raise it in case anybody yeah, had anything yeah. else, any other knowledge of it. But, um, it would be nice if a feature could make made of them again, because you know, they, you know, I remember as a kid they, they were a lot more accessible than they are now. So like, you know. okay. okay. Thank you very much, folks. It's, it's been a long evening, but I think it's been a useful evening. You know, I've felt it's been worthwhile. Thank you very much for Thanks, sticking, it, sticking it out. Thank you. Bye -bye.